0: Relax and get loose while I put you up on game. The figure booth with Josh and Nate, this that podcast folk. Those in the note, Batman versus Iron Man, how would it go? We talking one of a kind, collectibles. Mezco toys are respectable. It's unacceptable. If it's not in the packaging, Nate, don't take pics if you ain't rapping it. Nate's dirty tricks are always happening. But damn it, man you be stressing round here we believe in plastic confessions we trying to figure out the figures that's the test of time that gi joe hand made me in the spine there's perfection in the way that these toys are made but i also want to know do i pick weight or slate so this is where i come to kick it with the guys the figure booth like comment and subscribe Hey, what's up? Welcome back, ToyFam. You have made it to another episode of the Figure Booth podcast, where we talk and take a dive into all topics related to action figures. And we even do interviews with those that are involved in the toy committee, such as today.
1: Yeah, we got a special one today. And on top of it, it's episode 50.
0: That's kind of a milestone. It's kind of a big thing. So we had to have like a big deal type of person. We had to bring in somebody who was kind of a big deal.
1: That's, yeah, that, I mean, those are my thoughts. Right. Yeah, if you're gonna go episode fifty, you gotta go big. Uh yeah. this guy's well known in the community. And he's probably a little bit more uh polished maybe than us. Um yeah. Yeah, I'll call him Smooth as Butter, maybe that's what I would mention. Oh yeah. I
0: wonder who could we be talking about? Who could
1: about? that guy be though? I don't mean I I feel like half our listeners already know who this is. Yeah. But why don't we just go ahead and tell them
0: prime? Let's let's bring him on board. You guys know the Butter Baron, the the Lord of the North. A.K.A. Toying Around. We got Kevin. What's up, Kevin?
2: What's up, fellas?
0: Welcome hey, to Kevin. the figure booth.
2: Thank you for having me. Congrats on fifty, man! It okay. is definitely a milestone for uh, to both of you.
0: We're we're Good happy job. there. Yeah. I you think know, at a hundred we quit. That's it. We <laughs> hang up the we hang up the headphones and then we walk away.
1: I mean, that's not a bad Kevin idea. Kevin would already be there if that was the case.
0: Yeah, but he's you hungry know. for more.
1: That's why he's but, the butter baron. Oh, well, and I made a weird choice at. At one point, when we started doing live streams to number those differently, I'm like, okay, we're gonna do live stream episode one. Yeah. And then we have podcast episode uh-huh. 50. So we actually have like 27 live streams and then 50 episodes. We're like at 77. But oh, yeah, I've already committed to the weird numbering <laughs> on two different yeah. parts. So I'm like, yeah. I'm just gonna go forward with that. We're keeping it as it is.
0: That's that's e- That should be easy to follow for those either watching or listening to us. don't lose count because eventually we're going to come out with an advent calendar you guys got to keep track of how many lives and then we'll do like a trivia quiz and we'll do giveaways that'll be so random it'll all make sense it'll be full circle the beauty of doing your own thing
2: man number it how you want nate Ah, i love that thank you don't let them tell you don't let them tell you how to count (laughs)
1: thank you for that (laughs) no it's really awesome to have you on kevin um we are big fans of what you do obviously prime is a fellow enabler so he's a part of kind of what you do um you've been doing it for quite a long time so I think you know people that might be just discovering you or even people that uh discover you from your first unboxing Thursdays they might not know maybe all of your history so we wanted to kind of do a deep dive into who Kevin is kind of how you got started. Um, You know, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself and what your channel is all about?
2: Damn, uh, that's very deep. I'm used to like five hour streams, so I guess I got to keep it brief. (laughs) Um, uh, I I collect toys. I go by toying around on all my socials. And uh, I started doing, I started collecting toys and then getting into toy photography, ACBA. And uh, through Facebook, I met a lot of uh, really great collectors and uh, and posers photographers and then um, you know started collecting maybe like a good eight no ten years ago
1: mm-hmm.
2: I've always had toys growing up stopped you know and in the, in the, you know people go through that phase university high school yeah. you know this isn't the cool thing to do chasing girls you know blow all your money on alcohol um, <clears throat> but then but then uh, when the pandemic started I had a buildup of toys and I'm like, I'm just going to hop on IG live and and do some, uh, do some unboxings and whoever wants to show up and chat, we'll just chat and we'll just kick it. And then it started becoming a thing every week. And then I thought, hey, I can talk to people on here. Um, and then through these relationships from people that I've met on Facebook uh, throughout the years, that's how I kind of knew so many people uh, in the game, you know, a lot of the older, Mm -hmm. uh, older photographers. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, there's so many new people every day. uh, I'm just very lucky to be able to connect with them uh, also and then just just keep it moving. So, you know, I do Unboxing Thursdays every week. um, When there's new toys coming out or the new shows coming out that has to do with toys, things that I'm interested in collecting, uh, I do some live streams there. We break down some shows. do do a podcast the boba squadron uh, with Yoko who's been on here uh, Paul who is uh, a fantastic dude and a great actor and the fallen fett from the toy Migos I, I mean I think I think that's all good. in a nutshell it speaks for itself it,
1: yeah and go ahead I was gonna say you know one thing I noticed about Kevin is that you're kind of like constantly evolving mm-hmm. sort of the things that you're maybe interested in also sort of what you want to do with your channel like I did some deep dive into your history and oh, boy, like uh, it, it's Here just we it's You start talking about how you got into toys and how you got into the toy community. I, I had like a similar approach where I was collecting toys, but I didn't really know sort of where to go with it. Like, hey, this is my thing. I don't know a whole lot of people that do this that live local to me. So mm-hmm. let me go on Instagram and try to find people. And then from that, I found this toy community and then I started finding toy photographers. And then you start finding toy reviewers and then customizers. It's just, it's, there's so many layers to the community and you can kind of rediscover yourself as you're going throughout, like, oh, I didn't think I was interested in this. Now I am, you know, and you're like one of those channels that I feel like is great at sort of representing all these different facets of the community. Cause you've got tons of different people on as guests mm-hmm. and you not only look at toy photographers, but you look at people in the industry and, uh you know some of the other guests that you've had on you're just very diverse that way so I think it's really cool that you kind of help foster those relationships that I think a lot of us are trying to discover Mm -hmm. and you've seen throughout COVID you know these live streams and just it gets more and more active over the last couple of years um but I just I think it's cool that you kind of share a similar story as what I have so like when you were growing up or you went through that cool phase when you started getting back into it Mm -hmm. is it something that you sort of kept to yourself? Or were you looking at Instagram to try to find more people? Because for me, it was like a dirty little secret. It's like, I don't want to tell people I'm doing this or <laughs> that I post photos of toys. Yeah. And then I got more comfortable. I'm like, this is a lot more widely accepted than I thought it would be. So let me just be myself. And I've had more fun with that. So did you have kind of a similar background or do you feel more comfortable off the bat?
2: Uh, I, I think I know my wife. My wife tells me all the time. She's like, "Oh, I feel like I feel like I've been cheated." I didn't know you're such a big dork, because uh, at the time when I got back into it, you know, we, we weren't married yet, and uh, we we stumbled upon a toy show, and then I bought some figures, bought a Detolf, then one Detolf turned into four Detolfs, and then um, and then it just <coughs> excuse me, you're gonna have to edit that, uh, and then it just kind of exploded. So, and then it's like. You have your own personal IG, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna post stuff over there. So created the the persona, or this new account touring around. Um, I was I was sitting in the washroom one day. I'm like, hey, I wonder if that name's available because if it is, if it is, I think that's a great name to start. And sure enough, it was. And uh, that's how it all started, origin story right here. So, <laughs> and then it eventually came to a point where like, I'm I'm more into the toy community stuff every day than my personal socials Mm -hmm. so it's gone from like not so much a dirty secret like i said because because my wife she's like yeah you lied to me i thought you were cool Uh, (laughs) she's like the deception the truth came out before we got married so yeah it was all on the table
1: she was educated enough (laughs) right (laughs) no it's cool um you feel like it's been something that's made you i mean i'm sure it has it's made you more comfortable talking about it and for me shows like what you have and other live streams that you have it makes me discover more and more people that are in the community or things that you know i didn't think i was interested in ahead of time oh, but now that i've seen people talk about it and i hear the passion behind it it's like wow that's something that i want to become more interested in so yeah. i know that um as far as like dio creating and props were you doing that while you were kind of getting back into collecting or is that something you sort of discovered through the community
2: um, Through the community, you know, I started taking photos with really terrible backdrops and bad lighting. And I'm like, uh, you know, I started off, like most people, the basic mm-hmm. brick wall side of a building. Um, I've only made like a couple foam diodes. And then at a local library that I went to, I hadn't been to a public library in like 20 years, but I go in, they had a 3D printer there. So like the whole the whole thing was changed at a 3D printer you can test out. They had uh, video cameras, DSLRs, mirrorless that you can rent and like people in the community can can sign them out. They had like wow. Xbox games and stuff. So I'm like, "Whoa. How long have I not been in here?" But I got it that's how I got into 3D printing. I'm like, "This is great. I can start making props and yeah. and printing my own stuff." So I kind of learned from there. A lot of my stuff is most of my stuff is self-taught slash just researching on the internet. So, photography, video work, live streaming, three D printing—all that stuff. It's just a there are a lot of very talented people in our community, which is why I'm able to talk to guests all the time that do very different things, but also do them very well. And there's a lot of people who do it. Um, and B, it's it's through that that I can learn and and uh, do all these diff- and try to do all these different things. Prime's wearing the uh, the, the Sentinel shirt you know I was doing apparel uh and trying to, like you said always trying to evolve and I don't know if it's just my personality where I'm just like oh I want to try this I want to I want to do this mm-hmm. or it's just trying to find the thing that I I enjoy doing that I'm I don't want to say I'm good at but I'm comfortable yeah, yeah. putting yeah. my time into like I did <clears throat> toy reviews before that everyone wanted to do that right yeah um and then now sometimes it's like yo the whole editing process is is a, is a, is a, it's a lot of work, and a lot of people already do it. I'm not in it for the the rat race of like, yo, I got to get this figure first yeah, I, yeah. if you're not the first one really dropping the first review on it, I, you know I don't, I don't want to say do it just for the likes, but yeah you're just doing it for those few people who want your opinion on it, right, right. Yeah um, And I'm not saying that's not worth it. It's just there are some other cool things that I, I want to I do with that time. Nice.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense. Like it's become much more competitive with toy reviewers. You know, like there's a lot of names out there that you just think of when you're thinking of toy reviews, Mm -hmm. you know. So but, you know, when you look back at your YouTube, you were you were doing that like way back in 2018. You know, you had started doing that like four years ago. Mm -hmm. So you're still kind of in that prime time. It was there one like toy reviewer in general that got you inspired or did you just say, hey, you know, what? I'm going to take a shot at this and just see how it goes and go from there? Because I mean, you did quite a few reviews before mm-hmm. you started transitioning into other things.
2: Yeah, I've always watched like D Amazing. And back then, I didn't know like tour reviewers by name. So it was whatever came up on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. yeah whatever it suggested from the search, uh, yeah. that's what I would watch. But I know like uh, Darius's poses and stuff always stood out to me. Um, the reason I started doing it was because. I came back from Niagara Falls, New York, to pick up my my toys that I ordered there, like Mezco's, probably right, to my mailbox. Uh, came back, I found the Apocalypse Build a Figure wave on on my way home. Nice at Toys R Us, and I don't think anyone had it yet. And someone said, "Hey, you should do a review." Yeah. Nobody has it, and I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I'm gonna give it a shot." So I downloaded Windows Media. Make Windows Movie Maker, which is uh-huh. like a 43 meg EXE file <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you don't. You can just save the EXE on a, a USB, and you'll run it anywhere. Like you don't have yeah. all this background stuff. So it was a very basic, like trim, split, cut, and I messed with that for 30 minutes and uh, using kind of kind of like techniques that I watch for photographers and people who do videos of like in-camera transitions and things like that. I tried to bring that kind of style uh, from what I knew into making these videos. So it was very bare bones. And and like, if you watch, you went to 2018, Nate, if you if you <laughs> spent some time watching those, you would have closed it so fast.
0: He kept sending I mean, me the links. I was like, Nate, knock it off. I seen these. like, who is this amateur?
1: Well, I just, I get a general, you know, especially when we're going to have an uh, mm-hmm. interview, I really like to kind of figure out, okay, where did they start where are they at yeah. now because you can see a, a natural evolution with a lot of people and you know yeah I watched your first review with the uh, the Apocalypse storm and then right. uh, you did the Psylocke and Gladiator and Wolverine and you know I one thing I appreciate about those is they were pretty short so it didn't seem like a big time investment you know which is sometimes when it comes to reviews I don't want like a 30-minute review Mm -hmm. or even, you know, 15 minutes is sometimes stretching it a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I get it like, okay, some figures need a bit more time, but I liked how yours were around that five, eight minute mark. They're pretty short and you're doing enough. At least I think for me as a toy collector, I'm like, okay, I get to see it next to other figures. I get to see how it moves. That's kind of what I care about. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think it's cool that you at least started with that and you can, I think you learn a lot, like you said, from just editing in general and how kind of the whole process works because you know it, it's easy for somebody to maybe start an instagram live and then save it and just post that you know right but it's a whole other process when you're trying to create something that has transitions and mm-hmm. you know you're trying to do different cuts and different things and it, it makes the process way more complicated and you start learning a little bit more about that side of, of the business you know quote unquote yeah yeah um yeah, yeah I, I, go ahead
2: A five to seven minute video could have been like 20 something minutes of footage and maybe an hour and a half of recording that people don't see, especially if if you're not doing it consistently, you might be rusty. And uh, you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot this. This is how I have Mm -hmm. my lighting. This is how it Mm -hmm. works. Or I should have had this angle or my equipment this way. Um, You know, so people like if you watch Dan who who's dropping like, I don't know, just crap ton of reviews. Yeah week after week, it's like, you know, he has a system for it. And there has to be a process that's you're able to, to get these videos out. So uh, it, it's it comes down to refining that process, too. If you're not doing it all the time,
0: so,
1: mm-hmm. like
2: any other skill that you would have. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. So it makes sense. I mean, you give yourself a hard time, but it makes sense that your first few reviews might not be the most polished thing out there. But you're still kind of learning the ropes and sort of what that really means. In kind of what you want to talk about, you know. I think that's another thing. It's it's easy to start recording, but you gotta you want to make sure you're adding value somehow. Like, I want to say something that maybe somebody else hasn't said, or what can I focus on that people might be interested in? So I'm not just talking about this figure. Yeah. That you know something that somebody might already know. Yeah. I got to think of something specific to focus on. Yeah. So.
2: I think uh I think one thing that's always the very small part of it, at the very least, is. To entertain, like if someone's watching it, they'd be like, oh, that was fun to watch. Yeah. Because uh, even in the beginning, I try to do stuff. If I was reviewing uh, a Daredevil, I had the lights go out and then I turn it back on. And like he was surrounded by ninjas. And then I'd get into the review. Just things like that that were just yeah. um, it wasn't just straight talking about the figure, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But mm-hmm. uh, putting a twist on it, putting making it entertaining and worth your time and and hopefully to come back and watch future stuff. Right.
1: Right, exactly.
0: And have you have you always like, kind of, I don't know, had this vision? I think because I think from an outsider standpoint, looking at the progression that you've had in your channel, it's easy to say like, "Man, Kev's like he's super he's having a successful run." Um, And I think for an individual that's going through that process, you're just like in the grind. But what what do you what do you like? do you ask what do you foresee for the channel or did you already have that plan like hey this is eventually i want to make it diverse i want to or do you just
2: prime you should know me there's no plan here this is all (laughs) like as i'm going as i'm going what catches my interest and then i i might the the problem is i i'm always thinking of ideas like the from when i wake up i would be like hey this You know what would be cool this and like sometimes it's 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 kind of a bad habit my wife will be talking to me about something and Mm -hmm. uh, i give it a a appropriate amount of pause time Mm -hmm. and then i'd be like so i had this idea about (laughs) you know you gotta you gotta get that pause in there to show like you weren't thinking about something else the whole time but it's just whatever i see might be an opportunity i'll test it out
0: there's stuff i've done that hasn't that i feel like um hasn't caught on no and and i mean that was almost with intent because I think when we met up at Decon, I was like, this guy's on another level. Like, it reminds me—it reminds me of that Jay Z quote where he's like, "I'm—I'm I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man," because I—that's what I take from like. You were always like, "Oh, we should shoot this," or or he would say, "Oh, that was really fun. Let's do it again, but let's get the camera." Now I'm—I think for the collectors, like a lot of the audience that you know they they check in and and tune in every week, and I think for the younger collectors, that ones that want to aspire to be like, hey, I want to be the next you know, big reviewer, or I want to be the, the guy that does the unboxing with Toys R Us or Star Wars. They don't really take into consideration the mindset. And I think that's the challenging part of like always having to have that mindset ready to go and thinking about the audience, thinking about is it is it entertaining or am I just talking about an action figure? It's I think there's much more to that. You have to bring substance and content by keeping the audience and I think that's what after that after decon I was like man Kevin's always thinking about the audience like this guy is uh, not selfish he's selfless like he's always like to me that was like i mean, like man this this guy okay this guy's a cool cat I'm gonna have to keep him in my circle
2: whoa that's that's why that's why I'm on okay that's why,
0: that's why you're on that's
2: cool that's cool no I get it and and yeah. uh I, I say that all the time if I invite I I selfishly have guests on unboxing Thursday so I can just learn from them yeah that's smart like everyone there's uh photographers um people customizing making toys uh just pure acba stuff versus people who are like in the industry doing it for work um all of that stuff and and there's always some common ground obviously with toys but there's there's an aspect of it where i want to i want to um get into it more for myself but also be able to uh, converse with this person that gives the information and makes it something entertaining and of value for, uh, for the audience. Except for Enablers Day, which is just us talking just BS, mindless
0: banter. <laughs> yeah. You know, looking at the evolution of the channel, like I think going back to Nate's point is like you started out, yeah, your first couple of videos were, were a review, um, and I, I think a lot of us in this community they're like, oh, I can't be a reviewer because there's so many reviewers out there. I'm just gonna sit on the sidelines. But you gotta, you gotta like, you gotta hit record. You gotta go out there and just start doing it because ultimately you'll find like you're I think looking at it as as instead of scarcity there's abundance out there and there's a spot for everybody I think your channel and I just the other day I was catching one of your many shows where you're talking about how even the the haters and the trolls which we've addressed and someone was saying that there wasn't enough diversity on your channel which when I heard you say that I'm like that's crazy because if there's any channel that I think about when it comes to diversity is your channel because there's you're always doing something and you always have like a different guest and I'm like this guy is like the small world of the toy community I just go in there and I'm going to see something different or going to be exposed to something I didn't know uh, whether it's action figure or comic book or someone in our industry and it's entertaining again so I don't know to me I feel like that's that's the tip, the type of mindset that is very crucial to have in this community because it pushes that channel forward. you know you're always looking at what else can I do um, with your latest toys R Us stuff? Like tell us a little bit how how that came about that idea. Oh man. Um,
2: it it's just like you said, you have to really hit record, right if If you don't put yourself out there to do this stuff, nobody's watching. Mm-hmm. And it depends on how you do if people start watching then other people are watching and by that like people who are on the toy side Mm -hmm. and then so i've been very fortunate to you know for whatever reason caught the eye of Mm -hmm. people in the industry and i've been very very uh, fortunate with some of the opportunities i've got and then and and i think the key was after making these contacts and talking to these people the reason i'm always thinking of stuff because now i have an idea ready Mm -hmm. now now, if, now I know this person, Hey, I have an idea, right? Like um, to, we're going to, op- I'm going to open a loom cube on the next episode. I want it from a, uh, a loom cube giveaway that, you mm-hmm. know, people are always doing on IG. Yeah. I, and I'm thinking, Oh, I have the marketing person mailing me, you know, for my details to win the, right. the loom cube. I'm like, yo, I do the show. I'm doing, I'm doing another yeah. uh, in-store show. I need lighting. Yeah. So my mind is like, Hey, can we work on something? Even if there's no opportunity now, maybe something right. down the line. Right. Keep keep me in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm doing, I'm doing unboxings. Uh, I have all this stuff, uh, like you said, bunch of different content. Yeah. Doing Toys R Us now, so it's just being ready and having yeah. the idea. And yeah. uh, this stuff didn't didn't just fall in my lap. Like, yes. I was at, the door was opened, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. yo, I'm coming right. in. Like I have this idea, <laughs> so i was i was shopping with my friend jason we were meeting at a toys r us to um uh, to trade some toys and we walked through we were just talking two friends two collectors and it was just the the chatter the conversation was perfect i'm like this is kind of cool yeah right mm-hmm. yeah. so i'm like okay i think i know some people that know some people mm-hmm. and then i made, I made a powerpoint like, <laughs> I, I, nice. I got i got a meeting i made a powerpoint and uh, again, like 20 years later, I haven't done a PowerPoint since. Like, high school. <laughs> you can do you can do PowerPoint in Microsoft Teams now, and it's all integrated oh, wow. nice. and all the controls are messed up. Yeah. And, so I was completely <laughs> lost, but I did this thing, and uh, fortunately they they loved it, and now I, I get to make make a whole different style of content that yeah. um, that I'm hoping is, is unique enough and and enjoyable enough for for people.
1: Yeah, go ahead, Nate. I was just gonna say, um, you know, I personally really like the new show, um, and it's called Hunting Hunting Around for anybody listening.
0: Yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely uh, check out.
1: Kevin's already posted the first episode on his YouTube, which you guys should go subscribe to if you're not already. Going around on YouTube, Um, but going back to the new uh, idea, I thought it was very creative. And to be honest, when I first heard about it, I'm like you know do i want to watch two guys hunting for toys in a store yeah but as you start to watch it and the conversation that you guys have yeah. you're like man this is all the same stuff that i think about yeah when i'm searching for toys yeah. mm-hmm. or these are all the same conversations that i have yep. when i'm hunting with friends yeah so that in itself makes it so enjoyable to watch cuz i'm like i can relate to this yeah. so much Huge. whereas if it's a podcast about toy photography or dial making, even though those are extremely interesting, I don't mm-hmm. have maybe the personal connection to it where I could feel like I can relate to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and the hunting around just felt so natural. Yeah. And just I really enjoyed it, man. I'm not even trying to blow smoke up. No, no, yeah. Uh, guest but I just really enjoyed it I thought it was great it was something I had on my TV while I'm working yeah and you know I, I keep looking over as I'm yep. working and I'm getting distracted I'm like I want to see where this goes I want to see what these <laughs> guys talk about this is funny this is yeah. great thank the you. back and thank forth, forth. forth was
0: awesome like that I was a huge fan of just the banter where I was like yes that's yeah. that, again just like Nate said that's exactly a lot of the conversations that you have with your fellow hunter going around even though it did bring a tear to my face because I was like there's no true there's no TR towards the in the States Um, yeah, I'm never, it just, it was very nostalgic for me. I was like, damn, that's what I miss walking up and down the aisles and just picking out stuff and seeing Jason on his knees in front of the super (laughs) seven, that was awesome. I think I've found myself in that same position where I found a whole way where I found, and I was like, yes, it's here. And I'm down on my knees and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, an employee's looking at me like,
1: dude, what are you doing? I have some more hidden back. It's mine. I'm like, it's mine. (laughs) I got your first. Yeah, oh, he's got them all laid out in front of him and he's like, Oh, which one do I get? Like oh, that's yeah. me all the time. I, all the which time. One do I get?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's different hunting by yourself and then having a friend with you. Because when you yes. hunt by yourself, what do you do afterwards? You go, you go message your boys. Yo, guess yep. what I saw yep. today? I was doing this, and then this happened. And then yeah. it's like now you get to see it. And Prime, you're you're always the example that I use that because it really stuck with me when you told me, you're like, My daughter is so young, she's never seen a Toys R Us. Yep. And to me, every time I walk in, and I'm like, "Damn, this experience is unique. Uh-huh. It's there's nothing it else like it." Yeah. And you know, you, it sounds like I, I'm the mascot, but I'm not. Yeah. Like, it's just I'm. I've grown up with Toys R Us, yeah, yeah. so the whole experience is is unique, and you don't. I really don't think you appreciate it until it's gone. Yeah, um,
0: and it's crazy because yeah. it's on a like yeah Target, and like you know we have our our regular, but. And we never used to go. At least for me, I never thought about going to Walgreens or even Walmart. It was always Toys R Us. Like Toys R Us was the was the the shrine where if you if I did good at school, if, if mm-hmm. I won the game, like my dad, and my brothers, they were like, hey, we're gonna take a Toys R Us. Toys R Us was not not only the anthem, but it's like you see that building, you're like, yes, there's Jeffrey. He's my buddy. Like you walk in and it's nothing but toys from wall to wall. That I freaking loved that as a kid. So once it got taken away, I mean, all of us that don't have a Toys R Us and in our area, we saw the posts where people were posting long messages about and the bunch of tears, like a bunch of tear emojis, and everyone put out their heartfelt like, oh, same bye." And it, it was just a brick and mortar place. But I think it was the the sentimental value that all the memories like and all these stories. I remember, you know, a bunch of my buddies were like, man, this is where my dad took me and like, you know, their dad's not here anymore or their brother and, you know, whatever memories we shared. But to me, mm-hmm. it was like, man, that was it. So when I see my kids, my uh second oldest, my son, he's like, I kind of remember Toys R Us. He thought, like, oh, there's a store with toys, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what was it called? And I'm like, oh my God, to me, that's, and my daughter has no idea. She's like, what? Yeah. I want to go. I, I, I don't... And she, all she knows is Target and Walmart. And sometimes yeah. Walgreens when dad has to go and check for exclusives. But That's what's always stuck with me. That's, that's always
2: the example yeah. that I use. If, if they don't know you, I go, my friend's daughter's never seen, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not even joking. Yeah, And that's, that's part of the inspiration that I want to bring that to yeah. the viewer whether it's for nostalgia's sake or you've never seen it or yep. you just there's nothing better than seeing a wall full of toys
0: yeah like, i showed my i showed my son he's like oh yeah i kind of remember that place and my daughter was like where's that at is that in disneyland and i'm like can no, we go Papa? that's it that's in canada land
1: well it's it's sad how rare those experiences i think are for a younger generation now mm-hmm. you know for you guys that have kids um when we were growing up, that was just the norm. You know, yeah. you would, if you wanted a new toy, you'd go hunt for it in a Toys R Us. Yeah, that was usually the, my first place to go, like begging my parents, "Can I please go to Toys R Us?" Yeah. Okay, you can pick out one thing, and then it would take me like an hour just to pick yeah, out that one thing. That was thing. the <laughs> best part. You could always but, find something. Yeah, kids nowadays, I think, unfortunately, just they don't get to experience that. And I, I think, action figures in general are more of an adult collecting. Yeah. You know especially the action figures that we kind of talk about yeah it's more made for guys that are our age that are sort of used to sort of that experience as a kid and we've kind of grown up with it our whole lives yeah and you know getting rid of toys r us was one of those nails in the coffin for me like man it's like what i used to know as a kid is now gone here <laughs> oh my god that's the saddest yeah.
2: thing i've
0: ever
1: <laughs> i mean it,
0: it's get out the tissues people this is the point where you get your tissues out and you start just we well, pour one out for toys r
1: us pour one I mean, out for jeffrey He's... in the states you can go to a Target, yes. You can go to a yeah. Walmart, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's no there's no to- uh, stores like that that are as big as Toys R Us was that yeah. is just devoted to the toys.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You still have that, so it's like a chapter of my life is like gone now because Toys R Us oh. is no longer existing here. So it's yeah. kind of like I'm living through the nostalgia through you. That's another reason why I think you really liked it. Not only because yeah. you guys are hunting toys, but you're in a Toys R Us, mm-hmm. kind of talking about how it was when you were kids. So it really just connects. I think, oh the, yeah, how Jason audience. shared
0: how he had certain figures when I was a kid. I was like, "Yep," I'd go into Toys R Us. I'm like, "I had this one when I was a kid." My wife's like you still have it. Like, I'm like, "No, oh, this is updated version. It's going to be one to keep, one to keep mock, and then the one to open." It's just a lot of head shaking. Yeah, man. And you know the whole point of did
2: I ever have a plan? This was never part of the plan, huh. right? I, I had More an organic? idea. Organic. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't think that I'd have a camera crew yeah i'd be like producing and and getting music and doing all this stuff so i just had to learn all that and and do it along the way and i'm like there there are toy hunt videos and those those are cool to see once in a while but i'm like i want to do it better like i want it to have decent production value like camera quality uh and there there are a lot of influences that that influence how the final uh final product looks Mm -hmm. but um you know that's that's just what I had. I've had I had ideas to do like a sitcom with toy collectors like years ago, yeah. and I already had like the first episodes in my head. It just yeah. never worked out because, uh, you know, people's lives it doesn't matter. Yeah, but but it's just that's just another idea. Yeah, that didn't get made. So you know,
0: yeah, one day, one day. Yeah, we'll see. No, and uh, and I think that's that that's a huge key to your success is that consistency. You're consistently just like idea after idea. Where I think at decon mario was like this guy ever stopped and we're like let's just knock back another couple beers and we're trying to get this guy to go off his seltzers and have some real beers and it was just so funny because kevin was just not he was like oh let's do this and then we ended up doing a live there on the table and it was just like man that decon was just like the best thing ever because you felt the energy and i think we've mentioned this before is that it's crazy that we've never met each other Mm -hmm. but that day it was like bffs all meeting up at like there was no awkwardness nothing it was like something you see in the eighty sitcom where we all jump up in the air and everything freezes that that's that's all that was missing because it was just it was epic it was really i think we were all on the same page it's synergizing
2: we didn't even greet each other i think no. the first thing like we just insulted each other on yeah. site like <laughs> yeah hey, who's this fool like, yeah, this yeah hollywood and all, all yeah. this bs you making fun of kyle you guys made fun yeah. of mike and yeah. it was great but you know what there's everything that i've heard from people who watched that live stream they're like yo that looks like so much fun yeah, dang man, i wish blast. i could have been there yeah yeah like and we, it was just us just kicking it yeah with, with some drinks and and goofing around right cheney yeah. uh everyone oh, yeah. who, who came through it was just entertaining
0: yeah it, so. it's so funny because i remember as soon as i pulled up to pick up mario he's like what the f took you so long he's like what and we we're already and i'm like get your crap in there. like we we're just <laughs> It's like we picked up right where we left off the day before. Yeah. Oh, hello. There was no handshake. Like, get in the car. Let's go. And then we we picked up Mike. It was just it was hilarious. We saw Kevin walking. We're already making fun of him as he was walking towards us.
1: I think that's one thing that's really awesome about the toy community in general is it feels kind of like a brotherhood in a way. Yeah. You know where you've got collectors looking out for other collectors, and we have. Uh, a lot of things that we can relate on and we interact a lot more than we think that we do you know even though it's all through social media you jump in these live streams you're seeing the same names seeing a lot of the same jokes being made you're like okay i feel like if i was in person with these people we would get along instantly and Mm -hmm. a lot of the times that's the case yeah like I've, i've been able to meet people at sdcc in the past people that i looked up to on instagram or other toy photographers that i've learned from and in my mind I'm thinking like oh man this might be a little bit awkward like what am I going to say to this guy and then I meet him and it's like an instant connection like we just understand each other there's that camaraderie there and you just feel like you're part of this community and you want to do whatever you can to protect that
0: yeah
1: so you have like this mutual respect for each other and I don't know I just I I love uh, stuff like that it's one thing I miss about being in covid times is that you just don't see that a whole lot anymore like i really want to go back to sccc at some point i'd love to meet you guys when you go back to designer con if you do that or whatever else that you do but i guess i think live streams like that where you're seeing all these guys get together you just want to jump in and be a part of it like man (laughs) i wish I was there that looks like so much fun because i have something i could say about what they're talking about or you know whatever the the case is
2: the toy thing is normal for us right but It's not a common thing for the average person. Therefore, Mm -hmm. like the collector doesn't always have somebody Mm -hmm. to bond with over this. Right. Yeah. Right. You you know, you might not, not maybe like one out of a hundred coworkers might be into like, Oh yeah, I buy pops or I watch this Disney plus show, but like maybe not to the same level that we are. Yeah. And most likely the people listening and watching to this. So when you find people like this, that's why I think you get that sense of uh community and, yeah. and brotherhood. Mm-hmm. And because your everyday life, you might not have somebody to, to, uh, to talk about the stuff with. So like Facebook groups mm-hmm. that you have, um, you know, the live streams where you can get together and you see those familiar names. There's a reason. And uh, I think the community aspect of this is, is one of the, one of the craziest unplanned things that i can i can have a nickname that's been running for two years that i had no part of <laughs> mm-hmm. i i wanted no yeah. part of it and yes yeah. it's, it's still going so hey and it's uh yeah and it's stuck it's on the it's screen a whole nation and everything and so yeah i mean but people find it, it it's it's what people recognize and and they're like yeah yeah okay that's that's that thing with kevin so <laughs> yeah it, it's just so not everyone has that support i guess in, in right. their day-to-day mm-hmm. so this is this sometimes can mean a lot to, to uh, other people, depending on the person.
1: Yeah. And it's become, you know, sort of be like your, almost your logo. I know you have a different logo, but when you see like a stick of butter on any kind of post, you're like, is this about Kevin, Kevin? Yeah. or is he in here somewhere? Yeah, Because when I think of butter, I think of Kevin, the butter bear. <laughs> I like <that. laughs> Um Yeah. And it, it's cool because like you said, that was like a community creation for you. It was mm-hmm. like, I didn't name myself the Butter Baron, but my no, this no, community of friends yeah. has made it like, it started as a joke, ended up being like a trademark now.
0: And now he wants yeah. to army build man cakes. <laughs> Yeah, to that man cake. Yeah, <laughs> man
1: cakes with the butter bandolier. I think you yeah. should do that for like Halloween or something.
0: Just make sure you, you do have clothes under and not completely naked.
2: <laughs> the more I tried to resist the name, I felt like the more they tried to <laughs> yeah. make it
1: right. stick. Oh, he doesn't want this name. We got to use it more. Yeah. 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 People, are, people are, are are nice like that. <laughs> but now you even have the Butter Nation, right? And the Butter Rangers. Right? <laughs> so you've kind of adopted it yourself. And if yeah. you guys want to go and support Kevin, you can be part of the Butter Nation or be part of the Butter Rangers. Get your butter sticks. Yeah, subscribing and joining his community. Um, you know, that's another way I think that's really cool with YouTube is that you can support people in different ways, like whether it's mm-hmm. a super chat yeah. or like, hey, you know, I really like your content. I want to say thanks. So here's me subscribing to you on a right. monthly basis. You know, and I get it; it's monetary, and people are like, oh, I don't have to spend money. But if you really like what somebody's doing, I don't think it's really out of the realm of, you know, it's not like too much to ask because these people are putting a lot of time and effort mm-hmm. to get you the weekly or whatever it is their content. Mm-hmm. So I think it's cool that YouTube offers that up for people and. I think at first, maybe it had some negative connotations like, I don't have to pay people to see their yeah. content, but just think YouTube's not paying these guys, yeah. you know, unless they get maybe a certain view count. And even that's nothing, really. You can't live off YouTube salary. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to support these guys and you want it to continue, that's a great way to do it. Um, so I, I like to see that you have so many people part of your butter nation now and you get those super chats. It's just cool to see that people are that supportive of you that they want to contribute to the channel. To make sure it keeps on going.
2: Yeah, I, I'm super appreciative of that, and um, you know that, like you said, I'm not, I'm not living it up, Scrooge McDuck style on on super chats, but right. the constant evolution of the channel, uh, you know, and the content, the super chats and all that stuff does help because you know it's upgrading to the ZV ones that you're seeing us through uh, equipment and if you watch the early Unboxing Thursdays versus where I'm at now, it is rough. Classy like, did that montage of uh, yeah. for, for episode 100, and there's a scene where I'm like live and I'm adjusting windows in OBS because oh, yeah. it's so bad, man. And like Mario came on and he did the intro one time because my audio was messed up. And he's like, it's my show now. Yeah. So it all of that goes. Yeah, I, I enjoy making this stuff. I also want to do it well. And, uh, and, and the support gives the ability to output like better quality. So that's, that's what you're supporting, you know? And I don't want to be like, Hey, you know, send money and this and that. It, it's not something I want to say it's there. I'll let people know that it's there. Um, and, and if, you know, it doesn't have to be me, whatever content creator you're watching, um, right. just know that that does make a difference.
1: Right. Yeah. And, um, so since you've introduced the idea of your first unboxing Thursdays, I did go back and I watched that full episode, partly because I was inspired by what Plasty had shown us in his little montage. <laughs> and how but, bad my facial hair was? <laughs> yes, the epic stash, you had a goatee going on. Granted, it was in COVID times, right? Yes. Like, I think your first unboxing Thursday was in May of 2020, if I have this written down correctly. hmm so, you're like right in the height of when COVID just started. Yeah. And even to the point where in that video, you are wiping things off with like Lysol wipes.
2: Oh, am I? Yeah. You're like wiping it <laughs> off
1: before you. I mean, you're being real responsible. Yeah. And look um, at us now. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think it's easy to be our own worst critics. Like, yeah, it was probably a little rough, but you have hmm. to kind of evolve and learn what works, what doesn't work. I think you're in the same room that you're in now. Yes. And it's you know, and I don't want to speak for you. But I would imagine that was a way of you to encourage yourself to start maybe going through new figures or looking at figures with a community or, you know, I don't know, just giving yourself an excuse to like, hey, I've got this stuff here that I need to unbox. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of a mess. Let me just do this live with people and have a conversation about it. Is that sort of where that came from? Or is there any other? I mean, any idea that you're like, I want to do this now? Yeah, that,
2: that's pretty much it. And for the record, the room is still a mess. Um and there's still <laughs> a lot of stuff to to open. But and I and you know, figure booth has been a huge part of this whole um mindset of of appreciating your toys more and you know, fighting out the FOMO and, and clearing up space and, and selling toys to get the money to buy stuff that you enjoy that you want now instead of holding on to it. Um, you know, that's constantly evolving. And I think the figure booth is, is a huge part of that knowing um, just, just sometimes you just need to hear it. Yeah. To hear somebody else say, it, and you're like, all right, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So there are Mezco's that um, I was sitting on. They're fantastic. But did I just want it just so I could say that I have it. Right. Mm-hmm. But in, when you sell it, it's the same thing as, Oh, I had that, or I have mm-hmm. it now. It's the same effect. Cause I'm not using it. So I'm not doing as much photography as before. So these toys weren't being enjoyed they were just mm-hmm. sitting there uh it also helps that they are worth a little bit more mm-hmm. but you know you get rid of them uh maybe not trying to get full value just get whatever yeah and get something new um and that also gets new toys for unboxing every week too and just fine-tuning your collection getting it to where where uh, i want it to be so yeah. thank you thank you too for that man it's it's uh it's great to hear that kind of stuff it's a very unique take it's instead of just like um Toy, toy news and releases all the time, just actual topics. Uh, I, I really, I really dig that.
0: Yeah. And, and thank you. I, I, we appreciate that. It's and it goes back to like bringing something like where's our space? Because I feel like enough individuals do a great job of covering the news, but then there's, we can take it to another level on what's the conversations that a lot of us have. What are some of the thoughts and just things that we, I think internally fight within ourselves, like, do I need it? Do I not need it? And I'm like, what is that? That's FOMO. Okay, like let's let's just talk, let's put some, let's shed a little bit of light on that topic. And um the feedback that you just gave us and a lot of our listeners continue to give us that's what helps us like keep that fuel burning where we're constantly thinking of either new topics and sometimes it's challenging because the topics can be reoccurring where it's like FOMO is always there, but there's different types of FOMO. Should I sell it? And then I'm gonna have that FOMO again that like you said, I had it, but now yeah. I don't have it. Like that's that. I I don't want to let it go. Like there's there's all that stuff. Um, but I, it's so funny because a lot of the times I tell myself I gotta take a, a a sliver out of Kevin's book and that consistency again. Like you're when I first came across your channel, you were doing a live on IG with Just Jay and mm. me and Jay. We like we go back right, man, right. Like right. so he was. It said you know, and I don't even think I was. I don't I might have been I don't I honestly don't know if I was following you at that time or not but it said Jay was live with you and I was like oh what's this going on and after that I was like okay they're just unboxing stuff you guys are just chit-chatting and I was like cool threw it up on the in the background as I was working on some stuff and I was like man maybe I got some stuff I should open up and then from that point on it was like I think you were always on my radar where you were opening up stuff and I was like oh that's that's cool again it's very entertaining and it reminded me, like, oh, do I have stuff I need to go through? Should I? And I'm like, what's the yeah. opening? I'm like, oh, damn, maybe I should buy that. And I, a little, uh, it could have been before or after. But then we started talking about uh, 3D printing. And mm-hmm. then you're like, you know, next thing you know, I'm like, oh, this fucking guy just enabled me to buy the the Anycubic. And then I was like, all right, I got it. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then next thing you know, we're all, like, chatting. And that was, like, the, the origin story of the enablers that we all came about. But it was just, again, it was just, you were consistently on my radar. And I'm like, what's this guy doing? Kevin, all right, what's and I'm like, oh now he's now now I'm seeing his face everywhere. But I'm like, but it's fun, like it's stuff and content that I can relate to. And that's why mm-hmm. I really applaud you. And I love one being part of that journey, but then two, seeing the evolution where I'm like, there's so much. I think I need a TV guide to keep up with all you guys <laughs> because between everyone, like there's mm-hmm. always something good that we can as collectors relate to, whether you, you're a Star Wars fan, whether you're a Marvel fan, whether you're a DC fan, like, Monday through Sunday, there's somebody always on in the community, Heck and yeah, man. just taking it a step back, be like, man, they're they're doing it out of the passion that they love, the, the hobby. That's it. Mm-hmm. Let me support them any which way I can. I can share it. I can you know, engage with them. I can support them, monetary if I can, all that stuff. But that's what I love. It's like, I almost feel like we need a toy TV guide so that everyone knows, hey, Monday through Sunday, there's always something going on. Um, it, it's a must-see every day because there's always great content out there,
2: dude. There, like I said, there are very talented people uh, out there, whether you know them or not. And mm-hmm. once you come across them, that's you know, I get, I get to talk to more and more people. And I'm just very fortunate that uh, all, all my friends, you know,
0: like you guys here, make really yeah. cool stuff. Some some great relations that we blossom out. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, I totally agree, and um, it's what a crazy transition from when I first started, you know, being on Instagram. It was hard to find anyone that was talking about toys just on, like, a personal level, like, you know, you do on your show, Kevin, or, like, what me and Prime try to do, just having, like, real conversations about collecting and toys. And, you know, yeah, you could find toy reviewers. Like, D-Amazing was one of the guys that was always inspiring for me. I would go to his reviews, but I would stay for the pictures because at that point, I'm like, man, I want to get into toy photography. And this guy, I want to be like this guy because he's doing work that I want to do. Mm-hmm. But, and you find, I, I love that now you find more and more people that are doing live streams because I feel like it has more of a personal touch to it. Absolutely. But with that comes a lot of competition. Um, and one thing that you've talked about, your key to success is that you're always thinking, your mind's always going. I didn't say that
2: was my key to success. My mind is always thinking. I I I don't want to say say I'm successful.
1: (laughs) Okay, well, I'm saying that for Kevin. I feel like one of your keys to success is that you are constantly always thinking. And you're trying to think to add new content in creative ways. Mm -hmm. Because I think in this kind of community, even though I'm very thankful that we have so much different material out there to consume, you have to be original. You got to stand out in a certain way, otherwise people are just going to blow right past you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, well, he's another toy reviewer. Like, what is he offering me that's different? You know, and I think that's one thing you've always been really good about because you can see it in the evolution of your channel. Even yeah. with hunting around, it just started uh yeah. what two weeks ago now, a week ago. Um, yeah. So that's another way for you to add different kind of content. And that's something that me and Prime try to do here. Yeah. Like add something that's different, add something that's original. And thank you very much for what he said, by the way. Um but for anybody listening, if, if you are inspired by what Kevin does, or if you want to get into toy photography, don't try to copy someone else, try to be original. Cause I feel like that's, what's going to draw people to you, do something that you don't see out there. Mm-hmm. Don't try to like copy what somebody else is doing, you know, cause I don't think Kevin would be where he was if he, that's what he was doing. Yeah, He's trying to create something that's new and original, make your own stamp. I think that's what really attracts me. I think a lot of people forget that though. It's like oh i just want to be you know like i said i want to be a d amazing so mm-hmm. let me go ahead and just copy his mm-hmm. photo you know let me copy this pose let me copy that and i will post the exact same thing i'll be just as successful as him but you know people know that what you're doing like oh, okay that's the amazing photo like why yeah. don't you make your own content and that's what's going to draw people to you mm-hmm. um, i just feel like sometimes that gets a little lost or people aren't willing to put in the work to do that, they want that n success. And it just doesn't come that way. You gotta put in the work, you gotta to grind to get there. And that's something that I think I really respect about your channel is it's clear you put in the grind and you've really made something of it.
2: You know what I, I found myself saying a lot of the times, and this is probably what, not drives me, but it's the guiding kind of thing. It's like, I didn't invent unboxings. Yeah. Anyone can go and do an unboxing what what makes mine different from anybody else I, and it's not like yo you're copying me you're doing unboxings right. too you didn't invent that kevin yeah. so what can i do differently right how can i set how can i set it apart from other stuff oh yeah so that's why there's always ideas going on and how i can how i can make things more more um worth somebody's time like toys like yeah. your money like time it's finite so yeah. if six different companies are are putting out Ninja Turtles, which I all love, but I only have a finite amount of money, I can mm-hmm. only get some of those. So mm-hmm. if there's like you said, all these talented people, the internet is a huge place, YouTube is a huge place, all these people doing content, how do I decide who I spend my time watching and exactly. playing right. the videos? Oh with? yeah. So so that's that's what you have to kind of uh kind of set aside and, and keep keep in your head when you're making stuff. And of course for yourself too, like how to spend your own time.
1: Right. Yeah. If I tried to consume the amount of content that's out there on a weekly basis, I wouldn't have any time for my personal life. You know, There's just so much out there. So yeah. to your point, you do have to kind of pick and choose like, okay, yeah. this week, maybe i watch unboxing Thursdays next week. I'll try to tune in to Unparalleled Universe on a Tuesday live or something. I try to yeah. switch it up as much as I can, but there's always kind of the ones that I go back to. I'm like, you know, let me just see what Kevin's doing on Unboxing Thursday. He's been yeah. on for two hours. Let's see where they're <laughs> at in the conversation right now. It's, it's hour right. six. Let's see. I can't sleep. I know so. where this is going.
0: <laughs> Shout out to the replay the replay people out there. That the, replay yeah,
1: the replay yeah. crew. Yeah. That's a big part of it, too, because, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got their own life. Um, yeah. So you can't expect people to be a- around you know, when you're going live every single week. But um, yeah, I mean, keeping your content original and creative is what will continue to bring me back. So I, I just think that's, that's an awesome part of of what you do. Um, before we go, I know we're getting a little bit further in the interview, but there are there are a couple of things I want to talk about. One is the toy photography. Um, I know that's something that you kind of dabble in a little bit more, and I'm sure with your podcast getting busier and busier and you're adding more stuff to what you're doing toying around you got the boba squadron podcast which if anybody has to listen to it it's a great podcast check that out you can also get that on toying Around's uh YouTube now you've got hunting around so I I get why probably the toy photography started to take a back seat but mm. it seems like that is one thing when you were originally collecting or when you started getting back into collecting that's one thing that was probably driving a lot of that yep um you feel like that's something you're going to try to do more or is it like yeah you know this is really my passion now
2: i i I do want to do it uh i'm still in the mindset when i look at new toys that are being announced like oh i need this prop it would look great on uh in in this diorama for a toy photo that i'm never going to take or this figure would look great in this photo like i i'm still in that mindset and then you know we do the enablers photo challenge to try and get people Mm -hmm. to either get back into photography or step into it uh, you know that was partially also for me <laughs> so at least I could do one photo a month uh, and I need to do mine for last month but I it is something that I want to get back into it used to be it used to be uh, a lot more and then I think when I had the first kid there was a lot of less time so it <laughs> kind of took the back seat and then it's just kind of slowed from there but the photographer brain I think has never yeah. really turned off so and and I love camera stuff. I love I love all the gear and equipment and the glass. And I'm like, that stuff also keeps it in focus. Pun intent unintended, I guess. Yeah. But like the toys are always photography is always in the periphery. So nice. it's it, it is something that I want to uh, spend more time on when I can. Also, like I'm in the basement. I don't want to be apart from the family. You know. Yeah. yeah I don't want to be held yeah. down here. They're yeah. like on a different floor as much <coughs> that, that's as a, much that's as a I big sacrifice to. too yeah it takes a it
1: totally. is yeah taking time away from your family to do you know what it is that you also have passions about yeah but um yeah i mean i just noticed it back in your first toy review you've got diode pieces and you're you actually move into like okay this is how i could set up a shop you know you've got like a diode back there and you've got a background and it was that storm that? review Holy <laughs> crap uh, maybe it was storm Nate, or maybe it was that's your it first all. unboxing i can't remember which one it was but it was clear that that was a big part of kind of your passion mm-hmm. and i've really enjoyed your toy photography i know we're our, our own worst critics and we're like uh you know i'm not up to this certain level or whatever it is but i think mm-hmm. as long as you're having fun doing it, that's what matters and I, I really enjoy how you add toy photography into the enabler stuff you know because you've got like hey we've got an enablers challenge this month mm-hmm. i've tried to join those as much as i can but that's just a cool way to kind of make toy photography back into the discussion. Like, Hey, we talk about other things here, but we know that there's this huge community of toy photographers and you yourself used to be one. So let's keep that a part of the discussion. I I really appreciate that part of it. Thank you, man.
2: Yeah. And also like when you're doing reviews, it's like, are you doing it for the casual collector who maybe wants a Spider-Man or is it for the person who's doing toy photography, who needs you to focus on, all the articulation and, yeah. all, and and everything, this and that, or you just want to show the aesthetic of it. So, th- for the same way that co- there are different toys for different collectors, there's there's different reviews for different collectors. So, if yeah. you want to put it to the eight less than eight minute video, it's like yeah. what do you what do you put yeah. in there, yeah. right?
0: Who's this for? Yeah,
2: you got to remember,
1: right. So, I guess one of the final questions I'll ask before we move into the Dirty Dozen. Um, and I'm to put you on the spot because I know you, you've got a bunch of different toys you collect, but is there one toy line that you'd say is your, your favorite line? Like what gets like you your the, bread most the bread and butter?
2: The bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. Like bread and butter. Damn. Favorite to collect? I
1: mean, yeah, you could
0: only choose one, one to like rule them all.
1: One line that says, like, hey, this is all you're getting from now on. Yeah am i paying for this or is it like
2: no you you are paying for it dang i just look behind me and like all the <laughs> stuff that you can't see if i could pick one it would be hot toys right hot toys there's more and more star wars co- stuff coming out which is incredibly detailed um there's always star wars shows coming out for the foreseeable future so if i had to choose one hot toys went. Wow. he went, hot he went- toys. Sweet how many spunk for the fences? Because you guys are that, sponsoring it, right? That's that's yeah. what you said. That's right. Yeah, we're we're funding it for you. There you yeah, go. yeah, oh, that's wow. fine. Hot toys. And um, Ferraris. Just cars. Yeah, it's
1: spreading rivers and starting beef. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Come
1: on. Uh, how many um is something is hot toys something you've gotten more recently into, or you've been collecting that for a while? I know you've got a few behind you, and I saw you got that Spider Man. I don't know how many in total you have, but
2: Probably like less than ten. You know, you know how it is when you first start collecting. I'm yeah. only gonna get the imports. It's twenty dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what? A fifty dollar Mezco Batman? That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then now Mezco's are ninety dollars. Yeah. So right. once you've broken that seal, um you you're more you're more comfortable with making that purchase again yeah. at that high price. Uh, I started with 89 Batman. That was my first I'm like, that's my favorite character. That's gonna be the only one. Yeah. And then someone sold the Joker, and then I got that, and then, uh so it's it's a character that has to really mean a lot to me, but also you or you can't get anywhere else. Like right. if they don't make one twelve scale of it, I'll yeah maybe I've get never it seen a uh, eighty-nine
0: Batman, especially not from Mesco. and and we <laughs> never will. You will never see that. Yeah, what is now, it now? Maybe two not years, four September. months. Yeah, two years and six months. Two years and ten months. I'm gonna start taking bets yeah man it's and
2: you know the rules i think we talked about you guys talked about rules in collecting yeah i was like no more batman no more mezco batman until 89 Yeah, so they keep pushing it back and they keep putting out pre-orders yep, and that's... freaking loopholes man loopholes they keep <sighs> getting it. it's we were
0: just talking about this earlier today yeah and i i told nate i was about to pre-order the spider-man and the green goblin from mezco and mm-hmm. then I saw they pushed like, my nope you guys are not getting any no. more preorders from me because now that's it we're done I don't care how hot of a girl yeah. you are we're done Miss code we're done <laughs> well I had, we a, can't keep I had back.
1: a similar stance with the Batman versus Two-Face two-pack at the time that was being solicited and I'm like no way!" <laughs> looks
0: so good though it I know so I know cool.
1: believe me at the time wow. I'm like not until I get my 89 Batman I'm not pre-ordering of your freaking figures yeah. I'm tired yeah. of it yeah and then it comes out and I'm like damn it uh anybody got that for a reasonable price <laughs> You know, can I? Can somebody hook me up? It, they, they
2: got this loan from all of us. This interest-free loan. Yeah. For for how many years? Yeah. You know, it keeps happening. I you got to put a stop to it.
1: Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. Oh, okay, right. so uh, Kevin said, "Hot toys." Yeah. Is the number one? I'm sure. I mean, he's he's it's a huge legends collector. All kinds of other stuff. So, I know it's hard to limit to one, but I appreciate you entertaining the question at least. Yeah.
2: I mean, legends. All, like all those Hasbro stuff, you you have so many figures coming out in a year. Right. 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 If if that was your thing, you're like, I want toys. The question is very vague, Nate. Okay. The whole the whole thing is very, very vague. <laughs> well, it's, if I was meant to be difficult. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. So if I was like, Okay, if I could only choose one and quantity is my thing, then I would want something like Marvel Legends, yeah. where yeah, how yeah. many waves come out in a year and how yeah. many figures, if you tally all those up, I would be set for a year or yeah. two you know, yeah. so that, if that was my thing, but if I had to choose one, you know, sometimes not every not every Marvel character, uh, I'm into. Yeah, but so
1: that's probably why. I think that makes sense. though. it's kind of like that our old argument of quality versus quantity, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yep. yes, I can get a ton of Marvel Legends, and they're great figures. Yep. And they're very consistent. But yep. that also takes away some of the excitement from those at least for me personally. Yeah. Because I know there's so much stuff coming. Mm-hmm. a Mezco for instance and nowadays they're yeah. so much more rare that it's like okay now I can get really excited about this coming out oh and yeah I know the quality is going to be there and with the hot toys I have I haven't taken that dive myself but you're talking about a whole nother par of quality yep and so the weight for those are also a little bit extended so when you get that in hand you're like man this is like a prize this thing is sweet you know it's mm-hmm. top quality and it's exactly how i wanted it to come out and it's a perfect representation of this character that i love so much so i get it and i think a lot of people would probably pick a more premium toy line if they had to pick one just because yeah. of what that provides yeah. so it's not completely surprising that you picked hot toys i think it makes sense for me it makes sense it makes you know, sense knowing who kevin is yeah, yeah. as i've gotten kevin further kevin. into collecting like you the hell does them?
0: that mean <laughs> we'll dive into dirty dozen now good all right thanks for planning kevin
1: <laughs> well, and just to bed like when I first started, you mentioned this earlier. I was collecting literally everything. Like I yeah. will collect McFarlane and Marvel Legends and DC Direct, and boom, boom, boom. Just get all this stuff, and then you become more refined. You become mm-hmm. like more of a a connoisseur in what you like. And you're like, okay, yeah. I'm gonna save some money and pick this yeah. really premium hot toy because this mm-hmm. is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, I can get ten different Obi wans but do I want the one Obi wan that's gonna be that placeholder in my collection? Yeah, you know.
2: Yep, I, for sure. I have multiple Obi Wan. <laughs> well, I yeah. see two. Good behind example. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and hopefully more. But hey, no, that nice. that's a good point. Uh, one of the episodes of Figure Booth was got me like, hey, I'm unboxing like six to seven figures a week on unboxing, and sometimes I don't even remember what how I felt about them. I wasn't appreciating it. I wasn't enjoying yeah. it. So I'm like, spend the like, what's the point? Yeah, what's right. the point? So I'm mm-hmm. I, I put in this new rule at the beginning of the year, like cut it down to three three in like two hours i can really kind of go through yeah. it and actually appreciate touch feel everything look out yeah. and let it imprint imprint in my brain because mm-hmm. i'll be like oh i opened a hot toy last week
0: oh yeah, yeah. and now it's just we'll on be, the side yep. it's
2: like yeah i got through a pile so yeah. yeah the that changing that mindset i think it's it's huge and and you two have uh have definitely played a role in that so thank you thank you uh, every
0: anything i can do to uh get me closer up on the totem pole of the points. I'm always at the bottom. So I'm like I need to make some type of influence. I don't one, I'm still trying to figure out how the game works, but that's a whole different discussion. I digress. <laughs> you got, you know, Nate's got his tricks and you've got yours.
1: Yeah. Right. There you go. Exactly.
0: All right. So we're gonna get this started here. Get you ready for a round of dirty dozen. Oh boy. So there's going to be uh, I want to say I want to say I'm going to say um, either a line or a manufacturer will show up on the screen and I'll, I'll read it out loud to our audience that are just our audio listeners and uh, just whatever pops into your mind, boom, just let it, let it let it out the gate. All right,
1: all right, I'm ready. <clears throat> all right, need some Jeopardy music.
2: I was oh, going to start rapping like 8 mile. Oh. <laughs> I'm Just hyping myself up. I might throw up in the garbage can with my hoodie on.
1: Mom's spaghetti.
0: Mythic legions. Oh
2: man. Uh Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Do you want an explanation or just say it? No,
0: that's okay.
2: Explanation. Uh,
1: yeah. You have like I I saw you unbox one recently which i think was mephitor the orange and blue skunk looking guy yeah, yeah that go. was a good one uh and uh, you i think you've received at least one other from trevor himself um, he tried
2: to enable me the little like give me a little taste he sent me a first month, one's free very nice of him but um so far no trevor sorry
1: oh wow okay i respect that i tried to hold off for a long time and they finally oh, saw. me so <laughs> i am like way into it yeah <laughs>
2: Oh, I did get a Ballyus just because
1: I thought the horse Ooh, would be multi-brand nice. multi. multi uh, yes. brand useful. It's one of the best horses you can get in that mm-hmm. scale, I think. It's definitely worth the investment. Yep.
0: Nice. All right, next one.
1: Star Wars Black Series. Uh,
0: Godfather,
2: you know, what? What? every time i think I'm i out, think kevin's mind just back exploded in. every time i think i'm out they pull <laughs> yeah. me back in pacino yeah. you know uh oh, yeah, there you me. go there you
0: go i
1: was wondering i was like, like I,
0: I don't know kevin's reaction for those just listening man it's like his he just blew up he was like ah brain just exploded it. brain yeah. Yeah, i've got so many things going
2: on i just like i just pick words he was that are just flooded flashing. with ideas
0: it was like overload <laughs> oh, i mean awesome. look at the new
2: stuff announced they're yeah full full waves of inquisitors like a whole getting a whole set Together, like that's crazy. So yeah, I'm back. What I'm do you back. think of the new HasLab? I I'm not. A, I've made a decision this week. I'm not going to be a lightsaber guy. It's oh, it's okay. a FOMO thing. Yeah, it's a FOMO thing for yep, sure. It's true. Because yes, two hundred fifty dollars to four hundred for the HasLab's mm-hmm. four or five. Two fifty is like for a saber that's just going to sit here. Mm-hmm. I'll go watch, uh, you know, Yoko or Paul grab a nice saber and be like, yeah, yeah. that's nice. I want yeah. some toys. I'm not displaying yeah. them. So that's not for me. So I, I I'm okay with it, let, uh, with letting that go.
1: Yeah, I think that's well said, you know, if you're not into the sabers that has is probably not very appealing, but for somebody like Fred or Yoko, it might be like, Oh man, this is awesome. I'm totally mm-hmm. getting it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's definitely more of like, you know, is this, is this your cup of tea or not? If not, that's cool but the fact that it's a haslab has me a little worried for them because there probably are a lot of collectors like no, nah, I just want the figures I don't want the lightsaber. Yeah, you know.
2: Well, the last haslab that failed, you know, right. the timing on that really probably would have helped them if mm-hmm. if the rancor came out near Book of Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Now this one is a third sister, the Re- mm-hmm. the Reva lightsaber, while Kenobi's happening now, yep. so they've got that going for them kind yeah. of, but um you know, I'm sure this stuff has been in development for a long time, and it's just a, a question of when they're going to put it out. So it's probably not like they don't have anything better than this, but they're hoping to capitalize on riding that wave of Kenobi right now. Mm-hmm. That like yeah. you see it on screen, yo, I want that. I want to pre-order right. it, right? Because right, right. it's it's not like it's not just willy nilly. I'm I'm going to make this, and uh, yeah. we'll just throw it up on a screen. <laughs> th- th- that stuff is developed for for months ahead. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a method
1: behind the madness for Mm -hmm. sure.
2: Marvel legends. Marvel legends is uh, a bread and butter. Nice bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Go to. Jurassic park. Oh man. (laughs) It has to be one word word association. Um,
1: Give me multiple Tor- words. Like, Toro.
2: <laughs> Toro. Toro. Um, the Carnotaurosaurus. <laughs> the one that you can put. He's in my living room right now. He's yeah. taking up a lot of space. Yeah. I love it's, the oversized dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Those stuff. are awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Those are great. We got a. Uh, I have a Brontosaurus. Yep. Um, okay. That's for some reason my you wife saw it and it. She's like, oh, I have to have that. You know, yeah, now she's yeah. got it next to all of her plants. Nice. But I yeah, will people. say. You are responsible for me uh, watching the Netflix show. Uh, what Cretaceous is it? Camp? Cretaceous Camp. That's it. Camp
2: Cretaceous. Oh, Camp,
1: Camp Cretaceous. Cretaceous. <laughs> yeah. What am I saying? Cretaceous Camp. Camp Cretaceous. Yeah. So I I'm a, I like Jurassic Park, but when I saw that, I'm like, eh, that seems more of like a kid's show. Maybe I won't just check it out. Yeah. And then I heard you talking about it, and you watched it with your son, and you said like, Personally, I think it's great. Like, I really like it, so I mm-hmm. took a chance and tried it out, and ended up watching the whole season. I thought it was great, so it's thank you so for that, Kevin. Cool. No problem.
0: Yeah, my it's son freaking loves it. He's he binge watches it as soon as the season comes out. He's just and I'm like, he's like, I just finished the second season. Like, third season's gonna come out, or he's always giving me updates. And yeah, he loves that show. Secret labs show. and and
1: and dinosaurs
2: yeah. and on the island that has all the good makings of a good stuff. Uh, of a good show, sorry.
1: A lot of yeah. a lot of fanfare going on there. Lots of dinosaurs mm-hmm. exploring different parts of the park. Like different ideas that you're probably like, I wonder what this is about, and they actually do it. You're like, okay, that's cool. All right, Mesco. Debt. <laughs>
0: yes. See, I, I'm like, I'm breaking up with. I'm done. Get your stuff. That's a good one too. Like right. Mesco, we need to have a talk. Yeah. <laughs> it's you not me you
1: yeah yeah it's definitely it's just the the lack of communication is what kills me the most um you know just not saying anything about delays and then somebody made a joke about this but the 89 Batman was supposed to come out I think June was like the last Uh date Mm -hmm. of the original release actually this isn't even the original this is like the delay and then they say June 1st oh it's been delayed Mm -hmm. it's like you couldn't give us any more heads up or at least Send us an email saying, We know you've been waiting for this for a long time. We are sorry it's a late. Yeah, man. Prepare the best figure possible. You will like it when it comes out. You know, just bear with us. Just say something like that. Make it sound personal. Yeah. Well,
2: what is the only thing we've heard about 89 Batman? It's from Mez's interview with Paige on on IG Live. That wasn't like, yes, it was on Mezco's uh, Instagram account. But that's the only thing that we heard was that they're trying to find the best material for the best product. Yeah, I respect that. However, they're not bad products. They're fantastic figures, mm. great quality, great character designs for Rebel Society. But man, like I'm just soured on it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just soured yeah. on it. That's all. Awesome.
1: No, I agree. And we mentioned this briefly in an episode, but I think the NRD is another big one that kind of feels like a punch in the gut because you're not really giving me a way to get out. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not adhering to the original release that you promised me like you put a release date on your site and I get it things happen the pandemic happens I'm not trying to sound entitled yeah but at least give me the option like hey we know we are more than a year overdue if you want to cancel this without the NRD penalty that's fine we'll let you do that just give me the option so I feel like I have the freedom as a collector and I feel like you're kind of respecting the fact that I have been waiting for so long I might not take you up on it but having that NRD there nobody wants to miss out on 30 bucks. I mean, it sounds like a small amount, but when you're talking about $30 towards a Mezco and it's a hundred dollar Mezco, mm-hmm. you know, I'm already got a quarter of it paid off with that 30 bucks. So I don't want to get rid of that. Yeah. yeah. But it just feels like I'm kind of locked in and now I have to just suffer and wait.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I think it runs a lot you. of painful, all
0: painful. All right. Next one, J. Joe Classified. Uh, uh, not
2: for me. I have, I have no words associated with this oh. whatsoever.
0: All right, get him out of here. I respect Passed. that. Oh, yeah. hot toys!
1: Oh well, we know this one.
2: Huh? This is the uh, the toy that
0: when there's a fire, which one are you grabbing out of <laughs>
1: yeah. your house?
2: It's which uh, out of
0: your tent? You said you had under ten. Which which one would you take? You you can only get one of your hot toys out. Well, I got two yeah. hands,
2: so we're gonna do eighty nine Batman. Oh, and okay. We're gonna do
0: uh, we're gonna do old, old Ben behind
1: me. See, he's, he's yeah. making his own rules. He's thinking of his own stuff. That's why. I and then he gets the up and role. he's.
0: They're, you, you, they're not in the same universe. They're not. You left Joker behind. <sighs> later, I would that would kill me. I'd be like, oh, why did I get Batman and Kenobi? Like, yeah. oh, yeah. now I have to hunt a Joker. I should have got Batman and Joker, and then either I think either decision you would be, or at least I would be kicking myself in the butt.
1: So yeah. you have the '89 Batman. Do you have the Nicholson Joker as yep. well?
0: Yeah. Oh See, that's what I'm saying. He would wow. grab Batman, and then he grabs Kenobi, and then later he's like.
1: Yeah, yeah, So I'm yeah, gonna be outside the oh,
0: house burning down and I can only play Batman.
1: Yeah, Come that's on. It. he's not yeah, gonna yeah. I mean, play Kenobi. It's still not a loss, I think. Yeah, you know, we're he, good. He, yeah, uh, he's okay. He's okay. No, I know. He's I
0: okay. don't
2: play, I don't play by your rules, bro. <laughs>
1: he's not gonna <laughs> he's conform, rules. bro. No matter how much you force him to, he says, No, I got two hands. Oh, he doesn't, I'm, yeah, I'm grabbing two. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just judging him by his two choices. <laughs> now he's he's mixing up two universes, it's not right. Next one, Super 7. Ooh, uh,
2: Super 7. Um, nostalgia. Nice, yeah. Nostalgia. Yep. Uh, you know, I it probably wasn't even on my radar until like the last two years, but it was the the Ultimate Turtles that looked mm-hmm. like the toys that I played with. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. between that and NECA cartoon and NECA mm-hmm. movie, I'm like, Super 7's it. You know, I'm
0: going to go with yeah. In our last in our last episode, we we're talking about like some of the lines that really surprised us. And I was like, man, Supercenter just knocked knocked me off my chair because I opened up the Thundercats and I was like, Man, I'm like eight, nine I'm an eight-year-old again feeling playing with my playmates, uh, Thundercats. I'm like, that only gets me more pumped for that Thunder tank to arrive. And I went back and I was like, now I gotta get more Thundercats just because it, it created a whole nother level of hype for the line where I'm like, now I don't care what the price are what I'm more invested in each of their uh properties that they're pushing out.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. Super 7 is not for everyone. No. And
0: also not everything
2: that Super 7 makes is for me. But yeah. look, right. look how crazy the, that is. The stuff yeah. that I don't care about, I don't have to buy it. It doesn't yeah. bother me. That's crazy. It? What a concept,
1: right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's, and I think they hard. kind of designed the company that way like we're going <laughs> to offer all these different lines and a lot of them you may not care about, but that one like the TMT yeah. line like um kevin had mentioned that's the one that got me hooked and yeah if there's anything i can say about super seven is don't knock it till you try it yeah it's yeah. easy to judge something off a, a image yeah. that you see but until yeah. you have it in hand and you see what it looks like and that nostalgia yeah. hits you you're like man this is exactly what i was looking for
0: then you wish you could go to a Us, and it's like a full circle all over again i'm like oh, I, don't have, I, can't, I don't have a Us. i'll just play with my super <laughs> seven figs
2: Oh, I don't think they have ultimates, but you know, that would be crazy to see if it happens. But right now, I think it's it's just reaction. But like it's, you know, ultimates, it's not for everybody. You know, yeah. if y- you see it and you're like, "Oh, it's it's uh it's garbage because it doesn't have the articulation that I need." It's like, "No, nah, everyone not yeah. everyone does photography or has to pose yeah. it a certain yeah. way." Like it's just not for you. Yeah. Right. All right. Mafex, Mayflex. Mafaxu, that's my word. Uh, I love them. I don't need to pay 130 Canadian for all
1: these characters. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
1: That's something to consider, you know, like in, I think we get a little spoiled maybe, or at least we think that our currency is what everybody uses. It's like, oh, well, it's only $95, Kevin, pick it up. Like, you're not thinking, I'm in a different country. It's more expensive over here. (laughs) you know so that for me I would be like you know if it was I'm comfortable paying what I pay from HLJ or whatever it is but if I had to spend that plus more I might be a lot more selective about which ones I pick up just Mm because that's it's a lot to ask for going 35 over retail what it is somewhere else Butter is
2: $6 a stick here. I can't be spending dollars on hundred and
1: dollars <laughs> Mafex, all right?
2: $6
1: a stick of butter. I think you still have some of that haul left from when you did that big heist of butter. Uh, <laughs> I, so can't, I can't that's use it now. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: stuff's going in the Hall of Fame. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Next one. NECA. Uh,
2: Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Movie turtles are the only things that I get from them. The quarter scale turtles, the first time I
0: ever saw them. uh, It's just a work of art. Oh, man. It's crazy. When I picked up the movie turtles, I got the set right after they released them through GameStop. And, man, it was like, again, I was turned into a kid. And I think that's when I started realizing that's what I want from every action figure that I open up to be turned into like little eight-year-old prime kid. Where I was like playing with all the toys. I want to return to kid every time I open up an action figure. That's Wait, the that's the eight favorite. year old version
2: of you in your brain is called eight year old prime
0: kid. Yeah, little like mini prime, little prime, not this uh acid. you are already prime, not this mm. one, but it's like little mini prime, prime. <laughs> not decon, decon prime.
2: That's that's torque prime. Uh. <laughs> that's torque prime. Yeah,
0: but uh, yeah, younger prime. And when I got those Necatrols, it was like crazy. I was like, man, I remember. Going to the theaters and seeing this with my older brother i think the NECA turtles
2: are the only toys that made me feel like regular human emotions because yeah. they first came out in quarter scale yeah sergeant bananas put out there's probably one of my favorite photos of all time is quarter scale leo in a field and there's grass and oh it's yeah. like yeah. it's a magic hour the sun's coming down and i'm like yeah. it crushed me to know that these are 160 canadian dollars I would never have a, the space or the money Well, yeah, over time. I probably would have like $600 to get all four turtles. Like
0: yeah.
2: I actually felt in my body, like, you know, just a just type of way, like yeah. sadness. Yeah. And when they're like, yeah, it's coming in, in the seven inch line. I was so happy. Yeah. I was so happy to finally get those and they're just as good. Yeah. So that definitely was one of the things that moved me
1: nice no I totally nice. agree I, I wanted the turtles I didn't want them in quarter scale and then when they announced the seven inch line they're some of my favorite figures in my collection it's one of those lines or those figures that I I could never bring myself to sell just the amount of enjoyment they've provided me mm-hmm. and to your point like you know being a uh you know from a kid having so much love for the 1990 movie it just it's really a nostalgic connection more than anything yeah, man, Turtles is one of the
2: uh, the deepest brands properties that runs through runs through the, Brain.
0: the last one, McFarlane Toys.
2: That's it. That's the reaction. <sighs> Perfect. Can't say Bam. Yeah, that goes it
1: goes without saying.
2: Uh, I mean, what can you say? They're they're really beautiful figures at mass production and that price point. I think this to be able to have like that kind of sculpting and detail and different parts on so many figures, props. Uh yeah. do you do they pose the best? Do they play the best? Um no, and that's and that's not my thing. Yeah. But so you know, I try to keep that in mind. But at a what is it US? Twenty two dollar price point? Yeah. 20 um, 20 yeah. Bucks.
0: Mass retail. Yeah. Sometimes you can get a full box with how many figures was it five figures and the build of 40 was 40s oh the box set those new ones he's doing yeah uh he did this batman beyond we we'll mm-hmm. see uh well by the time this airs everyone will have seen it on enablers but yeah it's the box set of batman beyond that target threw on sale for 40 bucks originally it was 80. It still yeah was, it was a, a killer deal
1: i agree i think mcfarlane as we talked about hot toys is quality over quantity i think mcfarlane is quantity over quality you're getting <laughs> a lot of figures all the time but are they the figures that I really want to have I I only buy a McFarland unless it's like a character I'm very interested in Mm -hmm. other than that I know that okay I might be a little disappointed when I get this in hand Mm -hmm. but I get you know I'm getting a ton of variety a ton of options so I can pick and choose and who can beat a 25 dollar vehicle you know you just don't get that yeah so the fact that he offers those is is pretty cool
0: and the crazy thing that it's disappointing is just like the, the odd choices of either articulation or, I, it's like just accessories options. I don't know because the paint's always killer. It's just the the way they're in these already preposed pose. Oh yeah, that's that's the thing where I'm like just scratching my head. I'm like, what? Are you know, why is he looking side? Why is he giving everybody side eye? Like he's looking to the side the whole time now. Great. Some of the decisions again.
2: Head-scratching, but yeah. Yeah, head-scratchers. Actually, I'll go with head-scratcher, for sure. Nice. head scratchers.
0: Nice one. All right, well, well that was fun. That was 12, yeah. Heck yeah, that was fun.
1: Seeing your well, reaction and
0: kind of stumping Kevin a little bit, that made it, well, worth it for me. I don't think
1: that happens very often, especially no. on his own show. No. You make sure that doesn't yeah. happen.
0: He's always smooth as butter, and boom, see? I, I, love,
2: I love not having to run the show, man, so I, I actually yeah. get to sit and enjoy it and and just kick back so you guys you guys do all the work yeah i don't have to worry about how <laughs> this is going to look at the end do i need to edit this and cut <laughs> that out
1: <laughs> and we're probably a lot less uh meticulous about that than maybe you are yeah uh, which i respect the grind for sure um but yeah it, it first of all I just huge thanks to you for being on kevin uh like i talked about we're we're big fans of what you do uh and i consider you a friend in the community for sure um so hopefully for anybody listening if you I'm sure you do probably listen to toying around if you don't uh make sure you go subscribe to toying around on YouTube Mm
0: -hmm. he's also
1: on Instagram by the same handle um and yeah check him out subscribe listen to the boba squadron podcast that he's got going on a great group of individuals there um you've got the hunting around going on now so I'm excited for that next episode yeah and of course toying around uh, our unboxing Thursdays I should say. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of a lot of content out there. Um if you haven't checked out Kevin, please go check him out, please subscribe. Uh you will not be disappointed. Yeah, Thanks, sir. man. It's
2: very nice of you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on and for for 50 no less. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for for joining us.
1: We had to go out big and you know we've had other enablers on the show and it's like we got to have Kevin on, but let's wait to maybe like 50, which is sort of a milestone for us. I
2: was timing. like, these guys are at the bottom of the barrel if they're asking me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, ah, oh, there's, there's, there's so many guys. better people. There's so many wow. better people to ask than me. So modest. Yeah. So modest.
1: Yeah. No, if think a yeah. different way, Kevin, after our break, you're the first interview that we've had. Yeah. So oh, maybe we just... were waiting to get to you. And we're like, yeah. okay, now that we're from break, let's get yep. Kevin on. Let's we that's, that's bring him. That's... That's, that's very nice. And this is
2: this is a lot of fun I, I really like that uh dirty dozen. it's great thanks good thanks. Kev. Any you last words
0: you? before we uh, send you off
2: <laughs> any last words before I murder you uh, <laughs> no just just uh you you two um, keep up with the podcast and and I, I hope you you are able to come up with the topics every week and and I know uh it's it's people people missed you when you were gone. And I, I miss I miss seeing uh, seeing the podcast and putting it on here and there when I'm working. And um, it's it's great that you're you're back. Thanks.
1: Thank you Kevin. Right, you,
0: Kevin.
1: We appreciate it.
2: We'll
0: catch you in a little bit. Man, what an awesome conversation! Love it. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys loved it as well. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Make sure you guys drop your comments down there. Who should we bring on next? Who should join uh, and take a step into the figure booth?
1: yeah man it was a great way to kind of get back into it I know you know after taking the break we were both kind of like ah you know we got to get an interview on the books and Kevin's one of the ones we've talked about and so it felt a little bit more comfortable I think to start with Kevin and then we've got other ones in the books that we're going to be uh putting on on the channel as well so stay tuned for those make sure you guys hit that like button leave a comment below uh what do you think about Kevin's content or his evolution or you know what are your own thoughts about starting your own thing you know what things kind of scare you we just want to hear from you guys like in any other uh any other episode just leave your comments below and what your thoughts are like we talked about multiple times make sure you go subscribe to Kevin on toying around on YouTube uh you will not be disappointed he puts out a lot of great content and while you're there make sure you subscribe to our channel the figure booth on YouTube hit the notification bell so you don't miss out on live streams or new episodes and as always we appreciate you guys uh listening and uh you know supporting the podcast so thank you
0: yes sir and stay tuned we will be back with another guest more topics the pressure that Kevin just put on us I'm gonna take that to Write right in my journal today um but yeah um you can always check us out here and make sure you subscribe to us uh let us know your thoughts always love to hear back from the from our listeners and where can
1: they catch you, Prime?
0: You can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all under Prime to the First.
1: And you can catch me, Nate, aka Figure Fan underscore Nate, on Instagram, TikTok, occasionally on Facebook. And thank you, guys. We'll see you next week.
0: Catch you later, guys.